Yeah. Well, we planned it, and then like five minutes later, there was this unbelievable storm. <laughs> I'm gonna lower this a tiny scope. <sighs> How's that? How do we look? Oh, that's pretty good. We look like we're sitting outside yeah. in Idaho in the middle of the winter. I forgot my gloves. Dang. Oh, no. Um, do you want some? I can run no, and get I th- some. I think I'm okay. If I get... If you get cold, let me know. If I get know. cold. Um, yeah, you texted, cold. are we still on? And I was like, sure. I heard the, I heard the weather's not... Come on. All right. Get up here. Cirque, um, you're not doing that this time. I, tra- I train dogs to be bad. That's my MO. <laughs> oh, did you bark? Here's attention. Um, you were like, let's do it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then as like a storm rolled through... I mean, looking it at it now, epic. you would never expect. That was so windy. Hey, that's Shh. enough. That was so windy and so wild earlier. That weather, I was just like, oh my well, gosh. I, hey. I was like, oh, Emma's coming over, so I better take Cirque for his walk so that he'll be calmed down. And we went out and we were, we took a walk for probably a half an hour. And then we were about four blocks away and it started blowing. And I was like, oh, we can do another loop. And then it was like sideways hail. Yeah. I couldn't keep my hood on. It kept blowing my hood off. It was like pelting me in the face. And uh, then it just started pouring snow going in like all directions. Like this is a covered patio. Yeah. Nothing ever gets wet. This was all wet. Yeah. When I was like, it first started, I was like, we're fine. We've, we've done it in the snow plenty of times. Like we, it's been snowing and raining. Hey, we're doing a podcast. Okay. And it's really important. So never, literally never barks (laughs) until we're in podcast mode. What if I blow in your face? <laughs> He's like, okay, do you want to kiss me that. in the mouth? I deserve that. I got a tongue straight. I just got French kissed for sure. Um, cool that I just went to second base with your dog. Um, that's funny because I, I we were talking once about, I don't know if you remember this. It's on an old, way old podcast. We were talking about bases and I said something about like, I can't remember some BDSM joke. And you were like, what are your bases? What? Like it's kissing, French kissing, under the clothes sex and I was like oh those are definitely not my bases that's not what I've been working with over here that's one of my favorite podcasts yeah but who's episodes. the baseball fan okay that's true that's true I don't know who knows about bases me that's it's a home run okay sex is a that's home run so true um yeah so I'm glad that it because I really thought we were I was like there's no way I sent you a video from my house in our in our like, in our street there was like a vortex of snow going in a circle I was like I'm not going out is this there. happening at your house three miles away <laughs> no, but no no not at all it seemed very very nice over here now so yeah I'm glad we got to do it we got lots to talk oh, about oh god um why don't you start? How's your week? By the way, loving every aspect of your outfit today. Love the <laughs> show the cowboy chic. boots. Show the cowboy boots. They're I, so you cute. You always want me to show my shoes, but there's no possible way for me there's to no move my to leg. <laughs> my leg doesn't move that way anymore. It's, I love everything about it. You've got this cute jacket, scarf, hat. It's just all so cute. Got a little dachshund pin right there. Well, since Two of them. we've oh. had comments about, you know, mixing up our outfits, I always feel this incredible pressure now to like put together a different outfit. Well, I only have so many cold weather clothes for sitting out on a patio in the winter. So anyway, this is the best I can this do. Is, I mean, people are like, change it up. And I'm like, <laughs> I wore earrings. <laughs> Although I'm wearing an, an, a wild amount of eyeshadow today. It's really, it's really so beautiful. much eyeshadow. It's really pretty. Thank you. I got a palette. I'll send it to you. Um, I for, Oh, darn. I forgot her name. She's lovely. She's Dutch. She's trans. She does these wonderful um, tutorials on YouTube of how to do like really wild eye makeup. And I just adore her. And so I bought her like palette and it's, there's like four colors you can wear day to day. There's like everything else. You're like, this is a nightlife color for sure. If you wear it during the day, people are like, wow. Okay. Well, I'm so out of the putting, I mean, I used to wear makeup every day, like most women who go to work and stuff that we're all supposed to do, but I haven't worn makeup. And so now I'm like, if I wear makeup, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need to take a shower tonight because I have makeup on. You know, I used to like sleep in makeup, oh, yeah. you know, like have three day old mascara. Oh, at least I would just apply and apply. <laughs> like I, people be like, you look great. And I'm like, I'm wearing a week's worth of mascara <laughs> is why. <laughs> and now I'm like, I've got to get this off of my face before I get some kind of an infection. Yeah. Like why all of a sudden it matters. The I don't first know. time I wore mascara, cause I had a, during quarantine, like in the beginning, I hadn't worn makeup honestly in like 
like six or seven months the first time I wore mascara I got an eye infection <laughs> like right away and I was like oh okay cool that's that's hot that's very that's what I was going for yeah. like a giant sty you know just like yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, um, the other day I was talking to my friend, Sarah Masterson, we look her up on Twitter. She's so funny. You should follow her. She's really great. And she was saying she, in, in quarantine, she started to feel like a genderless uncle. <laughs> if that, she was like, if that makes sense. And I was like, fully, fully. That's a really, a lot how I feel also just sort of like some days it's weird actually either. I feel like how you, I felt when I was a kid, when you would just be like, you're the only amount of personal grooming I did as a child was, where is my favorite tie-dye Grateful Dead t-shirt? Right. That was it. That was like the full amount of grooming I did. And and then, you know, you go from that to like just hours and hours of care. And I feel like I either do that now where I feel great and I don't really think about my uh, appearance or I look in the mirror and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then the other day, okay, so you know how the Gen Z is saying the side part is out? They're Whatever. saying no more skinny jeans, no more side part. So I tried doing a middle part and I dried, blow dried my hair that way. And um, my hair. But leggings are still pants, right? Leggings are still pants. Okay. Yeah. You can still do that. It's apparently just skinny jeans. But I, after I blow dried my hair like that, and by the way, what I looked like was uh, in that, like a 20s silent movie villain who was about to repossess <laughs> your house is what I looked like. I looked like uh, an angry banker from the 20s. Just, it was not flattering at all. And um, I actually, did I send you a picture? I think, oh, I meant to send you a picture. Mm -hmm. um, I took some pictures. I look like Gomez Adams. <laughs> this is exactly what I look like. Just not hot. Just like Gomez Adams hippie years. Well, I'm glad because um, my hair naturally parts just in the middle and it always has so that's really my like hairline yeah anyway not that i would pay any attention at all to what so gen z is saying this gen, they again? gen z like my kids which yeah they've got great style <laughs> awesome they really care yeah, great i don't they, care at all yeah gen z also, i'm just in my home so what are you gonna do if i have a side part well mine parts mine since i was a child parts hard on the side i have a hard side part and so if you try to that. do anything else with it It'll i have within six months anyway i know i just thought i thought because when i was a teenager i don't know if you remember when we were probably like 14 ish middle parts were very in and so yeah. i every morning would get up and wet it and then blow dry it down so that it would middle part and so i tried doing that and then my hair is since then has just rebelled that's why there's a hat situation uh not just because it's cold because after that my hair was like all right well fuck you then and it has not <laughs> cooperated my bangs now are just sticking straight up and everybody's upset that i tried a new part so i have a cowlick in my bangs and Convenient. so if they're not cut exactly correctly then i have this weird little fling in my bangs or they'll just like part and um of course i haven't gone to a hairdresser in over a year and so my bangs are cut incorrectly yeah because i'm doing them myself yeah so here we go again oh here comes this wind i know <laughs> alex when i said we were gonna do it anyway he was like that'll be fun to edit i can't <laughs> wait to edit a windy podcast and i was like you're welcome. <laughs> you, knew, <laughs> you love it. You love it. Oh, the fucking wind. Wind is my least favorite weather of all. Any Wind makes any kind of weather worse. Yeah. Just, it's worse. I don't mind the cold. I don't mind, you know, I don't really mind any other kind of weather, but wind, like, it it wears you down. Yeah. It just grates out. It rattles out. your soul. The only time I've ever liked it was when we lived in Arizona in that little off-grid house and we had a windmill for power, solar and windmill. Uh, the only time you could vacuum or use the toaster was when it was windy. <laughs> so we would be like, ah, like it got windy and we'd all get excited. And Calvin used to, when he wanted to do like, if he wanted to watch a movie, but the batteries were too, cause you could watch it on the laptop, but if you wanted to use the TV, you kind of had to wait to have like enough power. We didn't have a great setup. That's not uh, a criticism of green energy. It's a criticism of our setup for sure. But he would go and stand in the yard and yell, whoa. Whoa! To the windmill, and I would be like, "Does it really work like that?" But yeah, so that's the only time I've ever liked wind. But it was so so windy there. Anytime you were outside, it would it would just kind of like it felt like it was crystallizing you, like it was just blowing all the imperfections out of you, and you were just you know it was it was just such an intense place to live weather wise. I love Arizona. Me too. We lived I by Flagstaff and I would move back in a second. I just love it there. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. We've been looking at, that's one of our, our quarantine um, hobbies is looking at other places we could live and mm -hmm. looking at like real estate and. Oh yeah. I was like, too. we're going to just take a big old road trip when this is all over and go see all the other places we could go. Yeah. 
we've been doing the same thing and I we are for sure moving out of Boise after all of this I just am really I don't wild because I used to love it so much here but I'm just so done for a lot of reasons but uh yeah I just um near Flagstaff I would do again I just loved Flagstaff is so cute we lived about an hour out of Flagstaff but I still really love that area um British Columbia I would really love to move to British Columbia Vancouver is really gorgeous yeah that's so pretty Atlanta I adore Atlanta and Mm -hmm. it's a great comedy town so I could do have like make a living there doing comedy right um and obviously LA you know like I could I could live in paradise. <laughs> sure, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're considering Flagstaff or Tucson cuz I lived in Tucson and oh, loved I loved it. Tucson. But we really do want to be closer to water. Mm-hmm. And so, um I'm trying to figure out somewhere between Tucson and San Diego that is in a big city. Um that's like within a couple of hours of the that's water. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. That's that's beautiful out there. So if anybody has any tips yeah. on where we should live. I lived in um near San Luis Obispo. Ooh, yeah. We got married in Morro Bay. Um my ex and I and beautiful spot, just gorgeous. The problem I mean you can't afford anything. You can't there. afford anything. I mean you can't afford anything here, yeah, let's be honest. That's I mean a so, house here is as much there yeah. now. So yeah. yeah. It's like, well, we might as well if we're gonna live somewhere expensive, we might as well live somewhere with a beach. Yeah. In my opinion. Bellingham. I live in Bellingham. I love it there too. So yeah, yeah I think we're we're I mean, we have a, a ways to go because of Arthur. But Yeah, we have a ways to go too because of Bodie. Um but I was like, yeah, I was like actually thinking about it. I was like, oh, my God, if we had known this was going to be a year, we could have moved somewhere and done this remote stuff. Yeah. There's no reason we need to be here, you know, if we're working remotely anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, none of us had any idea and still don't what the fuck is going on. So, yeah. I know it's wasn't it so I texted you do you want a Starbucks and you said <laughs> I haven't had Starbucks in a year and oh, I really I haven't either yeah I haven't either you know I got those vaccines so in me now so I can swing by I I mean I still it's use so the drive through but um but yeah it was and I'm not even like a big fan of Starbucks but I have to tell you that this is so delicious oh yeah this is a cup of coffee that I didn't make yeah yeah so it's this the best cup of coffee cup it's in a paper cup yeah <laughs> I, it's phenomenal. I don't love Starbucks either, but when I was on the road in, you know, the strip mall wasteland that we've built as a country, a lot of times it was the only place oh, yeah. I could get like a, you know, it'd be like that or Del Taco or, or you know, uh, a KFC mixed with an A&W or your only option somewhere. So like I... Yeah, you know what? Actually, Starbucks reminds me of airports more than anything. Yeah, totally. Because I won't eat necessarily eat something from an airport but i'll always be like you know i really need a cup of coffee yeah and they had like their little egg bite things for me when i was on the road it's like a way to get protein in you you know so that you're not just eating chips all day and licorice mm. you know while you're driving and so i used to go to starbucks constantly when i was uh, touring and i realized i was like because i have the little app thing and it was like you haven't been here in 52 weeks and i was like <laughs> yeah i guess that makes sense right like i haven't gone anywhere in wow. so long i know yeah pretty wild epic epic but yeah i got a hot chocolate uh coconut milk hot chocolate and was just like yeah so something I, yeah, about- I kind of had to think about it i was like well what do i get what do i what's even my drink yeah anymore i almost got the same thing as you just because i panicked i <laughs> this is how long it's been since i've like eaten out or done anything um i was practicing my order on the drive up <laughs> because i was so anxious i haven't interacted with hardly anybody so i was like practicing my order and when i got up there i like panicked and i, I realized i hadn't thought about what i was getting i was just practicing your order and then i'm like oh this is just hot chocolate <laughs> i don't know it's just like oh god i am so well, I'm impressed you remember awkward. coconut milk because i got a cappuccino with almond milk because almond milk um frost but you know it's we've had these like surges in popularity of alternate milks yeah and um i forgot about coconut coconut milk. it's gonna it's like not vogue anymore and like nobody's doing coconut milk it's oat and milk oat now. milk everybody's See, into oat milk. i could have gotten the oat milk yeah that would have been tasty yeah I, oh, just, I was like almond milk that's so like 2007 yeah, yeah they were probably like oh my god this girl got almond milk <laughs> oh and then they don't and then i was like you're not, we're not even supposed to eat almonds anymore because there's there's because of the bees yeah because of the that. bees and the water yeah and, and i was like and i'm getting oh I although it's not 
It's not, to be fair, not the almonds we consume. It's the almonds that they ship overseas that are actually, it's it's such a big industry. We could do a whole podcast on <laughs> on my feelings on the almond industry, folks. Uh, but yeah, it just it was so nice to like get a cup of coffee. I still like, I go down to push and pour occasionally because yeah. they'll bring me out one and they're such sweethearts there and I try to support them. But like, yeah, I haven't been to Starbucks in a hundred years. Yeah, Seems I haven't very been to a strange. coffee shop, but I'm not going anywhere. So I yeah. probably would figure it out if I was... Going. This is totally bizarre. It keeps like getting really, really sunny and warm. It's like sunny and too hot for a second. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm, I'm wearing <laughs> long johns under all this, and I'm way bundled, and I'm like, oh. And then it just blows, and it's freezing. Yeah. It's. Uh, this is what they call a uh, wintry mix. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Idaho farch, I call it. Because it's like right in the last week of February, first week of March, Ugh. you have this weather where it can't decide if it's winter or spring, where it'll be like sunny for a minute and a half, then very cold, then sunny, <laughs> then snow, then go fuck yourself, then snow again. You know, it's just like, um, I like, cause I hadn't gone anywhere in a year, but then, you know, I got my second vaccine, um, like what, almost two weeks ago now. And um, did you get really sick from it or did mm -mm. no response? No, I mean, both times my arm got pretty sore, not where you get the shot. They say like, you know, your like lymph, your, your lymphs like start yeah. lymphing. I don't really understand the body very the nodes. well. The nodes. So like my shoulder got really sore and my arm felt really sore and even my down to my hands felt pretty sore. And the night of, I felt like a little fevery and headachey, like not, you know, not anything like probably less than when I've gotten the flu shot, honestly. Like, you kind of feel like, ooh, I feel a little icky, a little achy, but then totally fine. And, like, my parents got it, um, and my aunts got it and stuff, and I haven't heard of anybody having, like, anything more than, like, feeling, like, a little achy and uh, a bit of a fever. So, yeah, it was nothing. But I now it is kind of, like, this weird where, like, um, like, I haven't gone anywhere, and the other day I have an art show opening up on Monday... Um, like this Monday, <laughs> which is fun, uh, which is actually really great. And I'm excited about it. But I was like, oh, fuck, I have to like, you, I have to varnish everything. There's all this stuff. You have to do the painting so somebody can throw a beer at it and it won't matter. So, uh, which is the response my art provokes typically and not really. I don't know. I'm obviously nervous about it since I'm talking a circle around it. I'm a little <laughs> nervous about it. But um, I went to the art store and I got into like a full altercation with a woman not wearing a mask and um, it's weird because I because I haven't been anywhere, so I know people aren't wearing masks. But when you see it just like so blatantly in a place that like there's so many signs asking people to wear masks, yeah. the staff is wearing masks. They have plexiglass up, and um, she was in line in front of me, and I was standing like you know six feet back, and she wasn't wearing a mask, and she was taking a really long time, and I wasn't gonna say anything to her. I was just kind of like staring at her, just because that's what you do when you're behind someone in line and I was just kind of staring at her and she was taking a really long time and kind of being rude to the woman helping her and then at the very end she turned to me and very passive aggressively is like thanks for being so patient and I was like no problem I wish you were wearing a mask and she's like I don't need to be wearing a mask I'm six feet away from you and I was like yeah but I'm about to step into the spot where you're standing which is where the virus will be because you've been stationary for 15 minutes and she was like if that was true, if the virus could hang in the air, we would all be dead every time we walked outside. And I was like, and I kind of, it's funny because like for her, I feel wow. like this al this altercation was like much more tense. But for me, I was kind of like laughing because I was like, literally half a million people in the US are dead because exactly of that. And she was like, well, I'm not responsible for everybody else's behavior in the whole world. And I was like, well, you're responsible for your behavior in this store. And she was, and we got kind of into it after that. And she was like, very, very mad. And I was just kind of laughing. And then right when she left, she said, um, she kind of turned around as like a gotcha, you know, and was like, have fun living in fear. And I was like, have fun being 65 in a global pandemic. Yeah. This mask is for you. you. I'm vaccinated. And she was like, you shouldn't wear a mask if you're vaccinated. And I was like, of course I should do the." And it was just funny. And then when she left, it was like me and the cashier and a gal behind me who was in her 20s. And we were all younger than her. And we were like the girl in her 20s was like, it's so weird to me that it's always people in their 65, 60s and 70s. Always. Always. And she's like, nobody in my generation is bulking about it. Nobody like the cashier was in her 30s. I'm 40. We were all like, none of us have yeah, any problem always, with it. Like the, the altercations that I've been in, you know, limited, uh, all their defense is I'm not living in fear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, 
honestly, I'm not living, and it just feels like so weak. Yeah. To be like, well, I'm not going to live in fear. And it's like, well, we, we put on a seatbelt. Yeah. And we don't put our hand in boiling water. And, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. And also, guess what? I have been literally living in fear every day of my life. <laughs> Proud of it. Uh, have anxiety. Part of the reason I'm still alive is because I'm always like, that looks dangerous. I'm not doing it. You know, I was like, we live in fear. You're, yeah, and first, you are living in fear. You're yeah. absolutely the kind of person who's constantly afraid that the communists are coming to break into Target. You know, she's yeah. You're living in fear of people telling you that you have to wear a mask. Yeah, terrified. And it was, yeah. it was actually kind of afterward when I got in the car, I was like, oh, that kind of. I haven't had to. It was like dealing with a heckler, and I haven't had that kind of like little bump of like because she was so upset, and I was just kind of laughing, and was just kind of like, like you're an idiot. You're an yeah. idiot. I don't. And I was like, I don't need to argue with you. The science is out there, and obviously you aren't smart enough to to you know absorb any of it. So whatever. Like have a good day. Bye. Yeah. And she was so mad. And it, but it was just like that funny. I was like, oh, this is like dealing with a heckler. I kind of miss arguing with people. Uh, professionally you know i had a realization um a couple of days ago and i talked to dave about it which is five hundred thousand people have died yeah. which is just an i'm it's it's one of those numbers like when i took astronomy and i couldn't comprehend it like it's so big that it i think it just doesn't really even make sense but i can't think of one person like a victory death from COVID. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, wait. It's all like, even when this started, I was like, well, it might weed out some of these people that I really hate a whole bunch. I mean, the closest is Rush Limbaugh, but he didn't die of COVID. I know. We didn't even get he that died victory. of cancer. I'm like, what? All these completely repellent people, and we didn't even just get one. You're just like, oh, they're going to take Cloris Leachman, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a lot of really decent people, but I couldn't think of one that I was like, not sorry to see him go. Or, or <laughs> even just like one rabid anti-masker. You know, like, right. let let Adam Carolla get sick, please. Like, I'm right. not wishing that on him. <laughs> But also fuck him. He's been a rabid anti-masker from the very begin beginning, and the whole and like I feel like it hasn't killed anybody who's been like fuck this. Blah, 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 I'm not staying aside. I'm gonna keep touring, and I'm like okay, bye, Brian Callen. Then like, but no, they've just gotten like right. minorly sick, and I feel the same way. It's five hundred thousand people, and like I do know a few people who have died. Nobody, thankfully, in my immediate circle has died, but I have had several friends lose parents, and I yeah. feel like there's a whole generation of people who are gonna grow up without parents which for me like my parents are a huge support I'm very lucky to have amazing loving parents who like have stepped in when I've been a mess or needed help or my water heater's broken or whatever you know and there's a whole generation of people who aren't going to get to have that who lost both parents who lost aunts and uncles you know yeah it seems to me everybody that I've known was a real loss you know yeah you know, it was a it was a really, really sad thing. It was somebody who was tremendously valued and contributed a lot and and was doing everything that they could. And and then there's all these people who just flagrantly, you know, living their lives, doesn't don't give a fuck. And I'm like, but you're yeah. the one that's supposed to die. Yeah. There's Not no beloved justice. teacher. Yeah, that's why I feel like COVID has really hammered home for a lot of us. Like, oh, there's, and like it's, Trump and everything. It's like, there's literally no justice. There's yeah. no justice in the world at all. Nothing ever like shakes out. We were like, that makes sense. Good. Except for Rush Limbaugh dying of cancer. I feel like maybe we. Yeah, but look at how much damage he did. I mean, yeah. he really. He was, he was old. He lived, he lived so long. He had like, mm -hmm. a. he died of cancer, but he, he lived a long life. Yeah. And. And even he in lived, the, even in the end of his life, he was a wretched human being and hurting till the day he died. Till the day he died. Yeah, yeah. And whereas, like a family friend of ours died of colon cancer a few years ago, who was the literally the healthiest person I've ever met, and also the kindest and warmest, and and fought, fought, and fought, and fought, and fought, and she died, but she was like fifty-two. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, we're dealing with that. Um, I mean, it's not over yet. We could get we could get a big fish. Yeah, but we could get a big fish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that Trump didn't die from it, and they're like, no. and he was even sicker than we knew, and I was like, yeah, and he he should have gone. Yeah, that would have just been so great. And it's so funny because when that when that was going on, and people were like, he could die. My mom was texting me, and I was like, he won't, because we never get anything nice. It's just never. 
Nothing ever happens like justice. that. Justice. Never going to be justice no. served with that no. guy. He will live to 82 and keep control of his faculties and his bowels the entire time. And it's well, not fair. I, I would argue well, that he bowels. doesn't have control of his faculties entirely. Or bowels, possibly. Or, uh, so. Possibly, yeah. But. So, yeah. Well, yeah. That's... <sighs> um, my, do you want to talk about something funny or something sad? <laughs> Let's do sad first, and then we'll go back to funny. We'll sandwich this podcast. <laughs> We've had a lot of good times. Uh, then we're now we're on death. So was, I've had the craziest week. Like, it's been so wild. My cousin died uh, this week really horribly, and uh, we thought it was suicide at first. And I really, like, I honestly can't say much about it because the investigation is ongoing. Um, but now it's looking like you know maybe it's not suicide and there's like all this stuff being investigated and and details are coming out like in this crazy steady stream of just like information and like we're all kind of just like you know processing the loss of this very dear person to us but then it's like all this other information is coming out and all i can really say about it and i feel like it's a good it'll kick us off into a good topic is i hate controlling men so much Mm -hmm. it was a big whether she was murdered or not a big part of why she's dead and i hate controlling men more than anything in the world and i just want to say to our listeners if you are a man who is sweet and soft-spoken and kind and gentle and you have been you know fucked with by other men your whole life for being like that um, just know I, I'm team you. Okay. I like gentle, kind, loving men who don't try to control anything in a person's Hold life. Of course. Yeah. 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 Give me a nice docile, you know, sweet guy who just wants to putter around in his, his wood shop mm-hmm. and not bother anybody any day of the week. That's mm-hmm. the kind of man I love. Uh, and give me a nice, you know, uh, a nice magic, the gathering player who would never hurt a fly like i just i i cannot even believe like we were talking about it every woman in my family has been deeply deeply damaged by a spouse who was a controlling narcissist except for my aunt who is a lesbian who when all of this is coming out she's like how could a person do this? How could somebody, how could someone be so cruel? How could someone be so hurtful? And we're like, oh, she doesn't know. She's never been with a man. So she has no idea like how hurtful and cruel a really controlling narcissist. And obviously there are women who are this way too. But like, I think by and large, the women in my life have experienced that behavior from men, Absolutely. not from other women. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just wild to see her complete obliviousness and ignorance to, she's just like, well, I don't understand. I don't understand how someone could treat another human being like this. And it's like, yeah, that must be amazing. I wish I would have just been a gold star lesbian like you for my whole life because Or like amazing. women like my mom who could never, who who only at the very end after he'd already been voted out and literally on the day of, of January 6th finally said, uh, you know, finally claimed that he was a, a sack of shit and we should get rid of him. Yeah. Um, but she defends men she, and she admits that there's something about the way she was raised and her relationship with my dad and sort of culturally that she um, and she calls it a strong man. And I would argue that it's actually not a strong man. Uh, it, it's it's a gorilla who beats his chest. And yeah. it's it's a lot of posturing. It doesn't actually, it's not equivalent to strength. Not To at be all. an asshole. No. Um, and in fact, I think there's a lot of, like what you're talking about, that to me represents strength. Yeah. I think gentleness and kindness and accommodation and enthusiasm, like those to me are strengths. Not the fact that you can you know, beat your chest and roar and, uh, abuse people emotionally, mentally, physically. (laughs) Like that's not, that's not strong. Yeah. Um, but my mom has expressed that she, like, like she responds to that. Yeah. And I think like, so it's your, your aunt doesn't even know it exists because of her experience. But I think there's a lot of women who, they also valorize that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, even six years ago, I think 
as much as I didn't realize it, I, I valorized that. Like I was with men for most of my life who embodied that, who were really controlling, who were, you know, um, more of like chest pounders, you know, like mm. not necessarily big people like Matt, like that They're way. Very but often not big people. No, very often not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's such a weird, I think, you know, in the same vein, if, if I'm saying to the gentlemen who watch us or listen to us like that, I appreciate you. If you're a man who uh, you know, is controlling and thinks that that like dominating style of moving through the world and talking to women and treating women is still hot. It's not like that. I think as a society, as Timothy Chalamet, anyone? Yeah. Like <laughs> if, if you think that you, like, I think that that for a while, women would did used to respond to that and like even if you even just sort of take it into online dating you say just how do men talk to you that's all men used to kind of be like I you I could make you a submissive like men that would message me would always be like I could be you know I could do this for you I could do that and um I feel like that has even the way men talk to me has kind of like shifted as men start to realize like that's not the game anymore. Women aren't looking for that, especially younger women are not like, ooh, yeah, tell me what to wear. Right? Tell me or how like, naughty like, I am. I can even think of feeling like I thought it was just like the ultimate sexy thing if a guy like picked you up and threw you on the bed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or, you know, like ordered and, for you or did like like one of those traditionally I don't I mean, know. open the door for me because I got my hands full. That's just courtesy. Yeah. But um that like oh like that physical dominance. Yeah. Like feeling small in the arms of a man. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> I'm so over that. No. No, yeah, exactly. I'm like, you paid the water bill and we didn't even have a conversation about it. That's hot. <laughs> that is hot. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like, you know, my relationship with Alex is such a good little snapshot of how I feel about that now where like there isn't any power dynamic and I find that to be hot in a relationship uh, with anyone now where yeah. it's just like uh, there that that they need right. it's not even just ro romantic relationships yeah. because I certainly feel that way and I have been in a lot of different you know b boss situations and uh, I think our generation is much more about power sharing and collaboration. Yeah. And then when you're in a situation where you're like, oh, yeah, we're like old school where you're the boss mm -hmm. and you're calling all the shots and you want everybody to get down on their knees for you. It's just like, really? We're still doing this, which we live in Idaho. So, yes, of course, yeah. we are. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that. And there's a lot of like, you know. And, I, and you'll see women buy into it too um, especially older women will be like I want a man who's a man man's man I want a man who's a man and it's like for to me all masculinity really means is like I, I it it's it's you know not gendered it's more like I don't know like my friend Lauren Faber the comedian she has so many beautiful wonderful masculine traits that I love like today um, I saw that she she had said um, that she had a dream that she was swimming out to the sea to, to rescue a cooler that was floating away. <laughs> and that when she got out there, she found a bunch of quality lumber. And I was like, yes, yes, that's what I want. I want a man who's a man who's interested in some quality lumber. <laughs> and yeah, and masculine, feminine whatever or whatever. Like it also means that s some of the characteristics that you and I have which could be uh, emasculating for some men. Oh, I hate, yeah. Are just your personality. You know, it's just like, yeah, I'm a really capable person. Yeah. I'm an outspoken person. I also I've, like a quality lumber. You know, <laughs> right. you know me. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can do a lot of things, and I don't think of those things as masculine or feminine. Mm -hmm. And there's absolutely no reason. It's like the French language with everything having a gender mm -hmm. and it's completely random, you know, like <laughs> I'm learning French right now. And oh, that really? is, it is so funny where it's like, you know, like one thing will be gendered male and another thing's female. And you're like, why? Yeah, why? It's like, it's, it's, I don't, I can't think of anything specific, but it'll be something like, vag Sark. like vagina yeah. is, is actually a masculine. And, yeah. And you're like, no, what? No, <laughs> but that's the way I feel about a lot of these traits. It's like, so when did, when did we hey, decide? Hey, we're making <laughs> Stop it. Come on, this we're talking about masculine. You're masculine. Yes, you're very masculine, dog. Podcast, okay? sir, sir. Jeez, 
I mean, yeah. the neighbor slammed his door. It's not his fault. Somebody's got to bark <laughs> that at that. guy's coming and going all the time. They're coming it, and going. It's, it's totally home. unacceptable. Get, go sit in your house. <laughs> Quit it. We're trying to make a podcast. Come on. I'll, I'll take him in. If he... <sighs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. Come here. Come sit on my lap again. We were having such a good cuddle. Yeah, you can come up here. Get up there. I have really short legs. Just keep it remind me. <laughs> he loves to sit on my mic. Too. Sarah, you can't bark on my lap. That would be ridiculous. There we go. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're so rude. Yeah, his breath is so bad. My apologies. And then Mur- Murray's going to come in. Yeah, it's just a fucking pet circus here just all the time. So many dogs. Really so many shouldn't dogs. have uh, gotten that extra pet. Two is enough. You. That's you. You're considering it. Two is enough. Okay, I have a cute, a cute thing for you. My niece and I were talking, and she asked me if I was a celebrity. And uh, how old I was, is the niece? She Forty. Is, <laughs> <laughs> she's a teenager. Okay. She's a teenager, and she's totally sweet and cute. And she was at. We were talking about something else, but then she was like, "Are you like a celebrity?" And I was like, "Well, like." kind of but like a very tiny celebrity like like I'm like local weatherman famous we'll say okay like a little bit famous and she was like do you know Harry Styles oh my god could you get me Harry Styles autograph could you know him could you get me could I talk to Harry Styles and I was like I don't know Harry Styles (laughs) but I did just receive a very passive aggressive text (laughs) From one of the showrunners of The Simpsons, huh? What about, I could show you that. And she was like, what's The Simpsons? So yeah, no, she was not. And it was so funny because then she was like asking about other celebrities. And like most of them, I wasn't even sure who they were. But everybody, like she was like, well, what about? TikTokers or some some such. And she was like, well, do you know Zendaya? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't. No, really. I just know comedians mostly and probably people you've never heard of who are very good, very good, but also not famous. So she was so disappointed. They will be in me. obsolete by the time that you have awareness of these people. Yeah. And she she was so sad I didn't know Harry Styles. Yeah. I was like, I'm really I sad know, you know Harry somebody Styles. who knows Harry Styles. Huh? And she was like, okay. I was like, okay, well, damn. But that's it. That's so all. I think I've told this story before, but. Um, I got my uh, six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon, or is it seven? Seven degrees of separation? Six. Six? Six? Yeah. So his sister, Kevin Bacon's sister, it works uh, in Vermont for the Vermont Arts Council. And I went to a conference once, and she was in my group. Ooh, look at you. You're so close. I know. So close. I was like two degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. I oh, got man. it. Two I got degrees. It. You're the celebrity. I should. Do you want to talk to my niece? She'll be very impressed with that. Very impressed. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, they have wow. the same nose. All right. Um, I have an excellent who do you hate this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So the person. Other than the lady at the art store. Yeah, who I don't. I Yeah, I do hate her, but... um. I was gonna say I don't hate her, and I was like, "Why not? You know what? Throw it around. Who gives a fuck?" We've, you know, we've we've done so much of the like. Everybody's so into like, sort of this pseudo Buddhism in our country right now, where it's so like, when Rush Limbaugh died, you, I wasn't even on Twitter, but I was like, I know what's gonna happen is you'll have a bunch of tweets about people being like, "Good, he's fucking dead," and and then a bunch of people being like, "You shouldn't ever <laughs> celebrate somebody's death," and then so a bunch of tweets making Which fun I have of those people. Never subscribed to. There was a kid who died no. in high school, and I didn't never liked him, and everybody was like, "He died." I was like, "Oh well." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I that's I think that like this like pseudo compassion of like you should never hate anybody. I don't buy that. I think that if you let yourself genuinely be like, "I don't, I don't care for that person." then it, it opens you up. You don't have to be cruel to that person. You don't have to like be, be terrible to them, but uh, you can also then, then you know who you like instead of feeling weirdly neutral on all people and having no boundaries. I, I don't know. We I just were feel texting like it's okay a bunch like, of my coworkers it. today because, and we're all doing like, we've all are working at home with our kids. So we've had a lot of exposure to a lot of the lingo that they use in schools right now. <laughs> you know, and it's all this kindness and vulnerability and all this stuff. And I was like, well, it's just a fucking different time because when I went to school, we were the Adams bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We weren't the Appaloosas, okay? No, we were the Adam bombs. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't talk about kindness. No, there wasn't a lot of that brought up when we were teenagers. Um, no, it's yeah, like, does like that my, kid have stupid my, shoes because he's poor. Well, we have to make fun of him now. Yes, we're making fun of the kid with stupid shoes. I was the kid with stupid shoes. So, so was I. But you know what? 
when you're a kid, you just pick on people yeah. no matter what. Yeah. So. And I'm, you know, I'm glad they're doing that stuff. I do oh, think, for sure. I do think there's a disingenuousness with it with adults. Like the whole Boise kind thing makes me want to vomit. Boise kind, Boise kind. There's all these posters and stuff up downtown saying to be kind. And then when uh, the interfaith but it's all sanctuary. it's preaching to the choir. It's, well, and it, when the interfaith sanctuary was like, cool. Yeah, Boise kind. We're going to move our shelter over to State Street and build a bigger shelter because there's so many homeless people right now. The Neighborhood Association wouldn't allow it. And now they can't build that. Sh- they can't open that shelter there. Yeah. And because, the so Boise kind, kind, Boise kind. The people who are kind are kind. The people who are not kind aren't going to be uh, inspired by a hashtag yeah. at this point. Oh, they're, I guess I should be kind. They think they're kind already, too. They're like, I'm kind. I just don't like homeless people. <laughs> you know, it's not It's not like I'm not kind to them. I ignore them. What do you want? You know? Um, so the people I hate, that ties in well to it because the people, the person I hate is I hate rich people who retweet GoFundMes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I fuck you. How dare you? That is the dumbest. I saw uh, somebody had sent me a GoFundMe to retweet. And then I when I went to retweet it, I saw that uh, someone I know personally who has, I mean, I'm guessing here, $9 million, could be more, owns a giant house and a giant vacation house, had retweeted this GoFundMe for $11,000. And I was like, you could like... You could pull that out of your armpit right now and you would never notice. You could send that person $50,000 and it wouldn't dent. Yeah. And, it wouldn't and dent your weekend Everybody fund. you know that makes $45,000 a year yeah. gave 200 bucks. Yeah. I donated 300 and I made 30 grand last year. Yeah. Less yeah. than that, actually. That's That was with unemployment. So, yeah, I was just like, that just makes me crazy. Like seeing a rich person retweet a GoFundMe that isn't already full with their name next to it. And like, Hey, if you also wanted to throw $5 at this, go for it. Just, you're a monster. If you do that, if right. you have and $9 well, million, and then you, like, you can read through and see who's donated. And, and those people always donated like $15. Yeah. And then there'll be, you know, anonymous donations of 500. And you're like, I'm guessing the person who did 15 and wanted credit. Yeah. Has a lot more money than the person who has, who donated 500 and was like, you know what? I don't need to, yeah, I don't need any applause. For yeah. my generosity. It's such a such a scam. <laughs> such a scam. Makes me so mad. And I'm not talking like people when you talk about rich people always think that they're in that category. Yeah. Which I always think is funny. Like uh, a family member on Alex's side, we were like making fun of rich people. Uh, this was like last year at some barbecue and he, he, he like took offense to it and was like, you know, I just is just like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're not rich. You're not like you own a boat. That doesn't mean you're rich. You're not rich. You're like upper middle class. You're doing okay is what you are. probably just actually middle class. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, I was like, you're just like regular. You're doing better than most people. You're not rich by any stretch. He was so upset. So that's the person I hate. And um, I, this one is, I like this one. I think it's especially for you. You know how recently on on Twitter, especially and like other places, but people say it everywhere all the time. If you like, if, if people are criticizing a movie, people will be like, can't you just let people love what they love? Mm. No, <laughs> no, I can't. Cause you know what I love complaining. <laughs> And you know what? I'm just like anxiety. I used to be like, oh, sorry, I have anxiety. I'm not sorry anymore. Guess what? I'm also a complainer. I love to complain. I love, do you know what I love more than watching a good movie? Watching a movie. A terrible movie and complaining about it. Oh, I love complaining. And you know what? Do you love that movie? Guess what? You can still love it, even if I complain about it. It doesn't have to alter your experience of it in any way. I want to complain about the movie, about music, about art in general. I love uh, picking apart art. That's what is fun to me is going, and I don't mind when people do it to my shit either. I don't mind when people are like, I didn't like your album. I'm like, cool. <laughs> That's aw- great. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. It's so, it's such a, I feel like, that's like another weird thing. You know, and I would say there's a uh, there's even, even another level for me, which is I love complaining about something that other people uh, treat so precious. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I love being like, well, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and it's not I'm not doing it from a place of contrariness I just don't like what you guys like I never have and for most of my life I kept my mouth shut because I didn't I like you know how like everybody would love a movie and then you'd watch it and you'd be like this is so sexist yeah and but if you said that in you know the 90s and the 2000s everybody would jump down your throat and it wasn't really worth it guess what I don't care anymore it's worth it to me now right like I just just recently on this podcast admitted that I didn't like Titanic and that would have been like verboten. That mm-hmm. would have been absolutely, I mean, not anymore. But when that movie came out, if you said you didn't like Titanic, you were a fucking monster of a human. And people would just be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why do you hate good things? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like so often there'll be something everybody loves that I'm like, and I'll get so excited for it. And I there's... Think this is, excuse me, I have to turn this off because I think it's like... D- it's out of oh. gas and it's smelling really gas. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, don't kill us on the podcast. Let's not, let's not. The sun's out for four seconds. For four, so. Yeah, it'll be warm enough for four turn seconds. Off the fire pit. Um, but yeah, like uh, that show that came out recently with Jason Sudeikis that everybody loved. Oh yeah, I did and not I love it. Tweeted, I tweeted that I didn't like it and my mentions were garbage for like a week and a half of people like, just so upset with me and like and also everywhere like people were commenting on my youtube like well you don't like i can't even remember what it's called coach guy is what i guess (laughs) coach a guy it's something else i can't remember what it's called and i was like everybody's so mad at me and i'm like what what about me makes you think i would like that show i'm never gonna like that show oh a guy who's mediocre at a thing does it but is nice i'm not gonna like that thing although i love jason sudeikis let's be clear about that what a charmer that one and when i tweeted that i didn't like the show he liked it so i was like you <laughs> shithead you shit of course so then yeah i didn't have i watched the whole thing and i was like huh because everybody was so excited about it yeah i think it was just like we're all so desperate for content because we're all trapped totally and, and people wanted anything. something sweet yeah and people that's fine it, it was, it was that. fine but you know i didn't like I never would have thought of thought of it again until you just brought it yeah. up. Like it never would have occurred to me. And that people I were acting like I had show. had uh, burned the Bible. You know, oh, everybody Jesus was so Christ. mad at me, and yeah. I was just like, I didn't. Of course, I didn't like it. Oh well, I'm whatever you like do, that. don't talk bad about some sort of Marvel product or which also I don't, Star Wars product. I don't like any of that. I don't like any of it either. I like a couple of the Star Wars, and also I don't need somebody to walk me through it. Because somehow I don't understand or I'm not getting it or like I'm missing something. No, I'm not. I just don't like it. Uh, that's not, not watching more of it yeah. is going to make me like it. Yeah. Having you sit there and mansplain to me about it isn't going to make me How like it. I, if you want to mansplain a Marvel movie to me, we're going to watch it once through and you do that. And then we're going to watch it once through and I'm going to talk about why it's an imperialist, <laughs> capitalist, sexist piece of garbage. And I'm going to explain to you exactly why I don't. I think it's like jingoistic and stupid. And how about I'm that? I'm never going to watch can it do twice. That. I'm not even going to watch it once. I had to watch I've them all because of the boys. Least- 40 of them and if I was going to be convinced that I was going to like it it would have happened and I don't and I don't even watch hardly any movies I'm not going to spend my time on it I watch all of them with the boys and the only reason I like Marvel movies is because for me they're a fantastic $11 nap like I would go with the kids we would always you know get in there and then I would immediately fall asleep the kids would always make fun of me because just a movie that's just a bunch of like CGI action there's nothing as great to sleep through in my opinion as as one of those movies that's like mostly I did love Black Panther I thought Black Panther was amazing but for the most part if your action's all a bunch of CGI it's like my brain can't follow anything and I just don't care. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. It's there's a lot happening there. It's so boring. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, snooze. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to like the Lord of the Rings, but oh, same thing. I don't we know that I've ever stayed awake through one all of them. them in the theater mm-hmm. over the holidays. I've seen them all, have to say, not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. And I love a fantasy movie and I love a fantasy book. Yeah. I'm reading through the 5th season books again right now with Alex and um, I love those I'm forgetting the author's name right now but those are so good and it's probably because they're written sort of outside of that like you know older white guy perspective like they're you know just they're really unique the way that they're done and I love it so those are good you probably wouldn't like them because there's magic in them (laughs) oh I read plenty of things that have magic oh then you should read the fifth season series you would like it it's very it's neat I like it a lot 
Yeah, I actually this year read some romances, which Ooh. I have never read in my life. And romances. I was like, yeah, I like this. I could see that. We used to read a lot of those when I was a kid because I would just buy boxes of books from yard sales because I read so much as yeah. a kid because um, we weren't allowed to watch TV or play video games. So I just read and I would read through romances really, really fast. They're not like my go to typically. Yeah, because they're mostly like we were talking about earlier that like Dommy Stern farmhand who takes yeah, a gal in hand. Not really anymore. Probably not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, and and the other thing is like all this chiclet, which is such a fucking dismissive bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, of course, if a man wrote this. It's considered, you know, a modern uh, understanding of a complicated marriage or something. But if it's women, it's right. So it's chiclet. It's yeah. Bullshit. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're, they're sophisticated, just like everything. Genre can be very sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason uh, that we think of it as even genre is because uh, of misogynistic and racist and all sorts of yeah um tears that people want to set up to dismiss the work of other people yeah it's such a like i remember reading uh john updike as a young woman and being like what the oh, wow. fuck is this yeah. shit what the f-? and like it had been recommended to me um like everything that we read maybe except for a tree grows in brooklyn in high school mm-hmm. was written by a man yeah. and it's all that like east coast prep school like <laughs> Yeah, no. Me, me as the main character. Uh, the main character is a dashing, handsome woman with two or two man, two men with two women in the hot tub with them, <laughs> and all the women are just like weird sex object. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh. yeah. Um, I this is so cute. So, uh, you know, I feel like up until recently, I had felt like I was doing a pretty good job raising three men who aren't going to be John Updike, you know, who are not going to be shitty to women who are going to be like responsible for themselves, be like capable, helpful, you know, like good. I thought I was raising like good men. But one thing I realized I really dropped the ball on. uh, I realized this when we moved into our new place was, um, you know, we had been living in that apartment for so long uh, that I just have been doing the kids laundry because our space, you know, they shared a room, the three of them shared a room and our space was so small. We just had one laundry basket and, um, I would just do all the laundry and put it away because it was too hard to have everybody managing their own laundry. So we moved into the new house and, um, I showed them how to use the washer and dryer. I said, you guys are in charge of your laundry now. So I, and I have, haven't really kept, you know, I've kind of occasionally been like, did you do your laundry? But I haven't really been paying attention. So Calvin the other day goes down into the basement and he's doing some laundry and, um, his brother's waiting for the, to do his laundry. So I said, grab your, grab your stuff out of the dryer. And he was like, it's not done yet. And I was like, yeah, but it's on like the, the wrinkle guard. It's fine. Just go, go get it. And he was like, what happens if you open the dryer before it's done? And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I literally could have told him any answer and he would have believed it. Like he's so unfamiliar with drying his clothes that I could have been like, the house will burn down or your hand will melt. And he, it, he would have been like, oh, but he was so scared to open the dryer before it was done that even after I was like, nothing, it will stop drying. And he's like, it'll stop though. It stops. And I was like, yeah, when you open it, it has like a safety feature. Like it stops running. And I saw him go down there and he was standing in front of the dryer and he went to open it. And he was like, oh, 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 here we go. And like opened it really fast that stopped it. And he turned around. He's like, it does stop. And I was like, okay, I probably should have had them doing their home laundry this whole time. He's almost 18, almost 18. And he's scared to open the dryer. So I feel like that's a bit of a mess up there. Yeah, Bodhi's been doing his laundry uh with varying levels of success for the last couple of years but he uh it, you have to like make sure that all the other laundry in the house that you want done over the next two days is done because it takes him so fucking long mm-hmm. and he it, it, like is insistent that everything be like 
crisp dry, like over dry. Mm. And so I'll say like, I think your laundry's done. It's, you know, get it out of the dryer. And there'll be something that has just like the slightest bit of dampness around, you know, a waistband or something. He's like, oh, it's not dry. It's not dry. And I think it's mostly just to like put off. Yeah. Having to fold it. (laughs) Yeah. But it takes him so long that like sometimes I'm like, when he's gone, I'm like, I'm just going to do like, he'll never notice that I did his laundry because yeah. I do not want to be the mom that's doing the kid's laundry yeah. and doing all, you know, he has to do his chores. But what you're saying about like, I'm completely baffled about how to raise a man, like a, like a modern man that you'd want to know. And I have realized since he's been a teenager, like, like, of course they get all of their information from their peers and they want to live like their peers and they talk like their peers and they're like this work would have had to have been done like oh. if like if it's not done now there's nothing i can do yeah. i can i can still say like well say thank you say please you know like i can still show him a movie with a with a female lead <laughs> yeah but honestly he's getting nothing more from me at this point yeah, I, I will. I like I will with my kids. I'll be like, I know this is sinking in on some level. Like when I'll be like, Bodie did use the word consent the other day. Yes. How, uh. However, it was about whether or not I would consent to let him <laughs> fart in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Did you? Did you consent to him farting? Did in the not kitchen? consent. <laughs> I love that he's getting a consent uh, out of you before he farts. Nope, no consent. So yeah, he left. He had to go out. Well, we've had a rule that the only the only place that he's allowed to fart in the house is in the bathroom. That's a that's a hard rule. <laughs> Our house is small. That's why that's why you can, you can get away with that with one boy. <laughs> there with three boys, it's fart central. It's fart city is what it is over yeah. there. Yeah. As my friend Mike Carosa says, fart city over there. So we say fart party. Fart party is good. Like if it's only the boys at the house, I know what's happening is a fart party. If I'm not around, then it will be. And and I've like drawn a hard line with the farting because I know where I know where it goes. Once if you laugh one time, (laughs) you will be smelling the stink. I love this about you. I love that you have you have one boy, so you can be like, it's a hard line. If you let one fart happen in this house, it'll be it'll be farts all over. And so you just are like, I have a brother. I know how it works. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom used to, the potty talk was really funny, really funny. Guess what? It's party t- potty talk all the time. I see, I love farts. I think oh, no. farts are hilarious, nope. and there's nothing. I think it's sad as a comedian that like there really is no fart humor that you can get away with on stage or in movies. Like it's never funny. A fart has to be in the moment and genuine. Uh, and surprising for it to be funny. And uh, like nothing makes, I the probably the reason everybody just farts all the time in my house is because it makes me laugh so hard. See? Nothing, they all know, nothing will get me as make me laugh as hard as walking into the room and farting. And then I just am like, ah, I just think it's, I think oh, it's no. great. No, and it, I, I'm, I'm so known to be so anti-fart in my household that the other day Bodhi came home from school and he was like, oh, you're not gonna believe this. You're." you've never seen this before. You've never seen this before. And he had seen a video of somebody lighting a fart. <laughs> he thought you he never... thinks I'm so out of the fart loop. <laughs> that you are so out of the fart loop. <laughs> that I, I don't even like know. I didn't even know you could light a fart up. <laughs> I was like, it's because of that knowledge, Bodie, yeah. that I'm anti-fart. Like- <laughs> I love, I love all of it. I, he will not appreciate me telling this story, but uh, the other day, um, Alex has, let me tell you something right now. Alex has the most impressive farts of anyone I have. Oh, no. Listen to me, Jocelyn. Every fart is different, okay? There's not like, you know how when you live with somebody, you're like, there's that fart again. No, no, no. Every fart, every time is a different musicality, a different tonality, different volume. And, and it's always where I'm like, how did that, how did your body this make this? This is my worst nightmare. How did it make such an incredible noise? And I've uh, never even heard, I've, I've, I've only heard like from a distance like Dave accidentally farted. Really? Yeah. Oh, but wow. like not never in bed. I've never. never farted in front of him. You've never. Wait, 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 wait. You've never, never farted in front of him? Never. Where do you go? The bathroom. And with every the fart? Only place. With every fart? <laughs> with every single fart you I go to the bathroom? I guess it's just not. 
Do you think that will change? Like you'll be married 15 years and finally you'll just let a little squeaker go by? Like, is it a level of comfortability or is it always a hard line where you're just like, I, I don't want us like to be that I couple? Like I said, there is, there, it's, a, it's a small house and if you don't draw the line, we you let that line We a two-bedroom apartment with four boys and I just like, there's, I just don't really mind a fart, I guess. It just doesn't really, I'm not a very gassy person. Like I don't fart a whole lot. I'm a, I just don't ever but, want that level of intimacy. And we've talked about this with the like bathroom in the bedroom. And like I have these friends and they're remodeling their house uh-huh. and they're building this whole bedroom suite. And they're they're like, well, there's not going to be a door there because you don't need a door on the on the bathroom if you're married. I'm like, you need a door. That's what you used to, when when we used to record our podcast. Oh my fucking god, that, that was, was your nightmare. Because our nightmare. In, in our last relationship, our bedroom had a bathroom with no door. Was part of the bedroom, Gross. and the toilet was just like right there, kind of in your bedroom next to the shower and bathtub. And it I was a nightmare. I will that say toilet. that yeah. was absolutely a nightmare. I did not care for that. It was pretty gross. But I don't mind. Uh, you know, I just don't. You know, it could. I've never minded a fart and I just think like I just think they're really funny like Alex always makes me laugh I think that there is a perfect uh, place for them and that is like among your peer group when you're a teenager and you're a boy (laughs) I think it's like if you tell me to pull your finger I will pull your finger like I'm like (laughs) and I better get results (laughs) yeah I better I better well you know you do have three boys I do and I I, I've been in a uh, a single adult woman yeah uh, up until just a few years ago and so and i and i decided what was going to work for me being a stepmom yeah i, I, I honor your, was, i'll honor your rule i will never fart anywhere in your house except your bathroom <laughs> i promise you that uh unless it'll make Bodhi laugh and then i might i don't know i can't i i want to honor your rule but if we're in the kitchen and i know it's gonna make Bodhi laugh really hard i might have to just go for it <laughs> It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. I can't even go in the kitchen. Uh, I just love that. We, I, my mom gave us a giant survival thing of beans. And so I'd been, we've been eating so many beans and Alex went in our bathroom, which is next to our bedroom, but there's a door. And he, he let out like a series of eight to nine, just tremendously loud farts. And then he yelled, whoa, fart attack. (laughs) I still think it's so funny. Fart attack is the funniest thing to me. Uh, But you know, yeah, I do live with three boys and uh, no, you live with four boys, four boys. Yeah, I do. I just think I I I live with four boys too, but uh, three of them are pets five boys yeah i i'm know, outnumbered i i respect your rule i respect your rule and i'll and when after the pandemic i'll try to never fart in your house but Listen. i will make an announcement <laughs> when i go to your bathroom this is for a fart <laughs> we'll <laughs> see about so the invite i don't know if it's worth coming if it's, or not you're not gonna have me over anymore now that you know i fart um i think that's all my notes um oh i do have one more thing i don't know it's not very funny though i have to pee so bad i peed right before we started to but then i drink a whole coffee or a hot chocolate um yeah. yeah i think i'm i think i'm set this cheered me up so much i have been crying for three days just pretty much non-stop crying for three days and that's why i'm wearing so much eyeshadow is this is what it took to make me look not just like one swollen eye um and this I thought I might come over here and just be a bummer, but it's, it, it, grief is always an interesting thing to me because you, if you haven't been around somebody who's lost someone or you haven't grieved someone yourself, people think that when you, like someone dies, you're just like, like sad all the time, you know, and that you're like not like people, I've always noticed like when you're with somebody who's grieving, like honestly, they sort of appreciate a certain amount of levity and like, yeah talking about other things so that you're not just like i know you everything's really heavy for you because you're still the same person you're just all so sad you know so this really cheered me up thank you this was really fun yeah i always feel like i couldn't possibly have a nice time and laugh and and have conversation with a friend because i'm (laughs) just not in the mood and then it's i find that i can just rise above it yeah every time i'm like i don't really have 
anything to talk about except for this giant list I wrote all for two <laughs> weeks because I miss you. And uh, oh, I was going to tell you, it's almost your birthday. I'm very excited. Oh, and yes. um, you're a Pisces. And I read this thing the other yeah. day that was about uh, Pisces. I meant to send it to you, but I forgot. But it was talking about how Pisces are such warm people who know everything about the people in their lives and who notice all the details. And I was like, Jocelyn is the most Pisces Pisces I, I have ever Pisces, Pisces. met. So uh, happy birthday to you preemptively since we thank we won't you. see you till the next one. But um, you're just a lovely person and thank God for couple skate. And I'm so <laughs> glad we have this. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just ripped a huge fart. <laughs> oh man, I wish I had one in me. That would have been, that's your birthday present. <laughs> Me not farting right after wishing happy birthday. All right, and on that note, we didn't do any introductions. We didn't oh talk my about- gosh! Hi, <laughs> welcome to Couple Skate. I'm Emma Arnold, <laughs> and I'm Pidge, and this is Couple, Couple Skate. Skate. There, Alex can edit that in for the podcast. He has hassled me. We haven't introed the last like yeah. four of them, so whoops. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, the podcast will be up uh, pretty soon, and we love you. Um, if you're in Boise, you can go see my art show at Woodland Empire. Um, oh, this is very me. So they told me I had 114 square feet to fill. So I've been panic painting for the last two months, panic painting. Uh, turns out I have over 400 square feet of paintings, like four times as much as I needed. Yeah. And I was like, that's very my personality is to be like, <laughs> oh God. And it turns out I actually, with what I had, I already had enough. I didn't need to paint anything new, but I ended up painting. So if you're on the Patreon on Monday, you get to see... Uh, the full spread of paintings and you get first pick on buying them. If you're on the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Emma Arnold, um, you get first pick of the paintings uh, to buy. And then if you are in Boise and you want to go down and throw some money at Woodland Empire, please wear your mask, um, buy a few beers from them. They've been so supportive and wonderful through all this. And you can also see some of my paintings up there. Only 114 square feet worth though, because that's apparently uh, a lot less space than I thought. I was like, that's like a mile. That's like a mile and a half. I better get painting, but nope, it's very small. So. Yeah. And I've got 20,000 words on the novel, so eventually yes. I'll be schlepping that out. Yes, I've got 70 pages on the screenplay. Wow. I know, yeah, I've been cracking. Me and Alex have been cracking at it. So, yeah, been good. And I'll be back on social media March 1st. Not looking forward to it. Not looking forward to it. I'm probably going to go right back off again. Yeah, don't. I've been getting so much done not being on Twitter. It's insane. I bet. So. yeah. Good All luck. right, we love All you. All right, love you, bye. Love you, bye.